welcome to the pilot issue of The Reseller's Voice. Today I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. I am April Hunter and on Poshmark and every platform I can get it on, um, my closet's name and my store's name is Clove and Caddis, uh, so C-L-O-V-E underscore and underscore C-A-D-D-I-S or as close as you can get to that without underscores. So I am almost 35 years old, not quite. And I have three boys. I have a 15 year old, a two and a half, almost three year old and a six month old. And so life is a little bit crazy because every form of attitude that can be being thrown at me is. My husband is an entrepreneur and my full-time job is a fiduciary accountant and then I do reselling on the side. So I'm not a full-time or part-time reseller. I'm a hybrid reseller where I work from home and then can do my reselling on the side. I got into Poshmark and reselling when my son was going on his eighth grade trip. At happens for almost every parent, but when your child gets older, they like to take them to Washington DC and you know, you have to fork out a ton of money to go on this trip. The school is generally really good and they send you a whole bunch of fundraising type candles, turkey pot pies, cookies, wrapping paper, all of the stuff that everybody's already selling. And I was like, there's no way that A, my son is gonna go door to door, and B, everybody else is already selling this stuff, so I need to find something else. So I had some stuff in my closet, and um, I had been kind of looking into Dave Ramsey and looking into you know how to get our budget and our finances in order, and uh, decided that this was a way that I could make up that extra thousand dollars that I knew was nowhere in our budget without having to do the fundraisers. So I started selling things on Poshmark and then really, really quickly um, kind of got into a little bit of eBay and Mercari. It was right the beginning of September. So September 16th, 2018 was when I sold my first item. And I think I was trying to sell a couple things on Mercari probably in August is when I really got into it. That's when I, my photos date back to. So I'm in about a year and a half now. Um, I bought a whole bunch of Ray Dunn and I went to a couple local type thrift shops not knowing about half day sales or bag sales or anything along those lines. Just kind of like, oh my gosh, I can make money on flipping these items and I got really excited about it. Before that, I was doing mystery shopping to try to fill in the blanks of our budget. There's all kinds of great mystery shopping companies out there, but it does take a lot of work. It's a lot of reports and you can't do it with your kids because most companies don't want you to take your kids with you. So that was leaving it where I was gone from the family and the kids a lot trying to make up these extra little holes in our budget. And we had a baby due. So yeah, that's kind of how I got started and what my background is and where my flip switched to get reselling and get on Poshmark. One of my biggest flips to date was actually a retail arbitrage flip. There was an offshoot of TJ Maxx Marshall's 
type of a store that I found a barber coat. It was mislabeled as leggings, I believe. And it was marked on clearance for $15. And I sold it for $250, I believe, but it was new with tags. So generally I am an introvert. If anybody knew me or I encountered anybody, um, there was a couple of accountability groups that I did probably in March of 2019. And I had gone out to one of my first half off at Savers Days. And I had gotten a whole bunch of really, really awesome items for the time. And I remember wanting to get on and video myself and share my finds with everybody within the group. But the thought of going live with people I did not know on the internet was terrifying to me. So this podcast and any of my daily videos that you have potentially seen anytime recently is a huge leap for me. I am constantly being, you know, sabotaged is the wrong word, but that's the word I'm going to use by my husband. And my older son used to be much of an extrovert, but my toddler is very much an extrovert. And I am constantly being forced to be an extrovert because of them. So here I am being extroverted and starting this podcast. <laughs> so, but you can't see my facial expressions, which is, you know, best experience as a reseller has definitely been the community that I've encountered. I've always been or had the feeling that I was really weird and a little off. And especially for like the popular mommy circles or the you know, like work type office schedules. I feel like I was always a little bit of an outsider or not quite accepted. Like I, I was a little either too much or not enough. And so I always kind of felt very, very weird. And uh, so my best experience has been, I feel like everybody's a little weird as a reseller. And um, it's been really helpful for me because I don't feel like I'm going to be judged as harshly by everybody. I'm sure that there's people out there who judge me and I'm sure that there's people out there that don't like me, but I'm okay with it. So that's probably my best experience as a reseller is just the community and finding a lot of friends that I have a lot of commonalities with. I found some of my best, best friends through reselling. Strangely enough, one of my best, best friends is actually like, she lives in the same town as me. She basically grew up across the street from me, but we didn't really connect until we both started reselling and saving money Dave Ramsey style. So I love her to death. I really do. Like, I just want to hang out with her all the time. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of other people that I've really, really connected with. Amber with Canaries and Goldmine and uh, XO Rachel. I mean, Lisa. I really, really want to meet Lisa. She's the bomb. Uh, as far as like a worst experience reselling that I had in October 2019, I listed some faucets on Mercari uh, that we were not going to use in our bathroom because they were not wide set, blada, blada, blada. Home Depot was only going to give us a penny if we returned them. So I said, fine, I'll sell those. And I sold one to a guy. Um, I had two of them. I had one that was bound in the packaging new, and I had one that was just in the packaging because we had tried to put it on the faucet and it didn't work. So I listed them as new. 
packaging might not be exactly in new status, you know, but never used. And uh, shipped it off to this guy and I got called the nastiest names. Um, he got the, he got the package and a, there was a piece missing out of it. And he said that it was going to cost him $20 to replace this piece. And he said that, you know, he wanted to return the item. And I said, that's fine. I have another one that's completely bound, taped up, brand new. I can list it here for, you know, the reduced $20 price, you know, as a favor to you because, you know, you got this one that was not in any missing pieces. And within an hour and a half, he was back on about how it wasn't listed and how I was the scum of the earth and the worst person to exist and a scammer and so on and so forth. And so I responded to him that I was removing myself from the situation. He obviously was not the type of person I wanted to be dealing with. He could return my faucet. Mercari would refund him his money, but I would not be relisting the other faucet for him to purchase because I did not want to deal with him any further. Um, and that's kind of my take on anybody who's nasty with me is I'm just like, fine, then I, I don't have to sell this stuff to you. You can, there's none others out there. So good luck with that, buddy. Um, and I still haven't relisted that stupid faucet. I might, because I think six months, he probably found a different faucet to buy, but I really don't want to encounter him again. When I go sourcing, um, I feel like I am extremely blessed with my sourcing options, I probably have in a 40 minute radius, 20 to 25 different options for thrift stores. And I'm finding new places every day. There are places I have never even been to. Um, actually Lori's Boston found and I uh, live like next door to each other, all, like neighboring communities. Um, we have a son the same age and they go to the same high school. So her honey holes are probably my honey holes. We have yet to have coffee and discuss the honey hole situation. Um, I might stop going to my honey hole if she hit it that week already. <laughs> or, you know, a couple days in between, maybe I'll wait. Um, so, but when I go sourcing, I used to be very much a... Um, an emotional sorcerer, and I probably still am. Uh, there's not a lot of cell phone service in some of the places I go, and so I have to do a lot of research before and after I thrift, and after is not the way to do it. I do not suggest anybody do that because you buy a lot of bad things. I do spend a lot of time on Instagram and YouTube paying attention to kind of what the trends are and what um, everybody is buying. I love watching, you know, haul videos. However, I do have to say a haul video is not the way to figure out what you're shopping for. Just because somebody else picked up Eileen Fisher and is really excited about it does not mean that you should go pick up every Eileen Fisher piece you see. It has to be in great condition. It has to be stylish. And it has to be what's currently selling. So my advice now and what I do now is at the beginning of the week or on Sunday, because Saturdays and Sundays are kind of like my family time. I try not to do as much with Poshmark and then as I do during the week. 
but I do try to go through the solds of what I feel like I'm buying next week and it's very seasonal. It's January currently when I'm recording this. Um, so it will be out in a couple weeks, but right now I feel like I need to be buying shorts, bikinis, dresses, and items that you would be wearing in Easter. Some of that is because they're super cheap right now. And some of that is because my average price that an item is listed is 53 days. So I know that it's going to take whatever I buy in January is not probably going to sell until mid April. And that is where I have kind of through experience over the past year and a half, figured out more of a sourcing strategy, more of a sourcing plan is by going on and looking at trends, looking at what's selling. Um, Courtney on Posh does a fantastic job relaying information. There is another podcast that just came out. It's by the Dapper Bostonian. I can't look right now because I'm recording on my phone. Um, or the it's the dapper yeah i think the dapper bostonian i think it's called the Re reseller hustle or something like that he just started a podcast and he went through the trend report off poshmark and it was actually it was very interesting to me um i i am a statistics nut i will statistics the desk the death out of the statistics that poshmark will let me see um i think that comes as because i'm an accountant um i am not a numbers person i do not like numbers I failed in math, um, but I do like statistics. I like trends and I like puzzles. And I think the reason is behind that is in every Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or whatever test you want to throw at me, I am an investigator. If I was not a, um, you know, mother and had a family, I would probably need to be a private eye because I really like hunting things down. Um, and that goes into my sourcing too. I really like hunting down and finding great deals and then researching it. And my death pile is hundreds of items because I don't exactly like photographing and listing it. I like when it sells and shipping is okay. So yeah, schedule wise, I have not figured out a schedule. It's been very much of a transition year for me um, because I had a baby. I was on maternity leave, but I was working while I was on maternity leave and I was trying to fit Poshmark into all of that. Many times I say that my life and the work that I have to accomplish day to day is cheese. And I just have to fit it through the cheese grater that is my life. It's like the little holes that I can cram everything into. And that is my current schedule. I'm getting to the point now that the newborn is like six months old. So he's not really a newborn anymore. He's kind of a big baby, which is so sad. <sighs> he's the last one. So I have all that mom guilt and sadness that goes with the last child. Um, schedule wise though, I try to go sourcing on Wednesdays and that's the one day that I spend the morning sourcing. Um, my Favorite place to go currently just switched up how they're pricing items though. So Monday mornings might become a good morning for me to go sourcing and then maybe do her like an hour on Wednesdays. Um, but one of my honey holes that I was volunteering at so that I could get half price pricing on last year 
Um, they are only open on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays. Now Marie's Boston Crown knows exactly which wedding hall that is. Dang it. Secrets are getting out. Um, anyways, yeah, so I don't know. I don't really have a schedule. Sometimes I go to the thrift store because I have a feeling I'm going to find something. Like today, I am totally stopping on the way to go pick up the kids. Um, and I basically have from 10 o'clock in the morning until 4 o'clock in the afternoon that I can work based on schedules and daycares and husbands. I'm very blessed that I do have daycare, but I also have the full-time job thing that I do during the day. And then I try to fit in Poshmark on my air quotes, 15 minute breaks and one hour lunch. Um, I used to exercise during that time. Now I just Poshmark. Um, exercise wise, I used to be a triathlete before I got pregnant with our toddler and I loved it. It's my favorite thing. I really want to get back into it, but that's a bunny trail that's not reselling related. Um, Something that has happened to me that I could have never really imagined happening like before I was a reseller is um, I believe in God and I, you know, I know not everybody does, but I uh, definitely believe in putting your positive vibes out there and, you know, I'm always saying PVO, positive vibes only. Um, but one of the things that really has changed since I started reselling is I feel like I have never really been desperate for money. It's been tight, you know, because everybody's budget has a cash flow month that is just horrible, but it's never been like as destitute as it was. And I, I definitely feel like, you know, God has worked through that and has definitely been my provider and provided me with this reselling side hustle. Um, <clears throat> my best tip for any reseller, whether you're new or seasoned, is to not get stuck on everybody's Instagram hauls or YouTube hauls. I know we all love hauls. Everybody loves a good haul like loves a good haul but make sure that before you're going out sourcing you either a have a place to take your stuff immediately after or b you've gone to your platform poshmark ebay wherever you're planning on selling things and figure out what's selling on there go to the solds filter your results find things that are selling for 40 dollars or more like that's really been very helpful for me you know source you know what's what's out there but like if dresses are really really flying into your local thrift go to the dress section and filter and find out you know what's selling just between when I started reselling and now um if I was to go back into a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls I wouldn't recognize half the brands that are in there now and those are the things that people, you know, are, are wanting or, you know, the big, big fancy Nordstrom's and everything is pushing out these brands that I I have never heard of. And then it's trickling down to TJ Maxx and Marshalls and, and that's what's in high demand. I had never heard of Flying Tomatoes or half the anthropology brands or, you know, any, any of those types of things. And I definitely feel like there's a big shift away from mall brands and mall stores. 
Um, there's the tried and true that's still going to love it because they have a consistent fit. But if you want quick flips for a lot of money, make sure you uh, do your research before you go thrifting. That's my, that's my best advice for anybody out there. Um, other than that, um, if I was to meet anybody, I would probably want to meet, well, there's two people I want to meet. I really want to meet Jessica from our, her Instagram handle is the nerdy nook. She's in Arizona right now, but I would love to go hang out with her. We connected because we have a toddler and they are, you know, um, trying to become debt free. So I would love to go thrifting with her in Arizona. I don't think I could handle Arizona though. Arizona is too hot and they have like scorpions and scary snakes. Um, the other person who she probably has become very tired of me, um, cause I'm constantly telling her that I want to, you know, be her when I grow up and I would love to, you know, she probably just thinks that I like, I'm really obsessed with her, which I partially am. She's one of the funniest people out there. Um, and that's, uh, Paula Joanna or shop Paula Joanna. Um, and she's, I love her. I really, really, really would love to go thrifting with her. Um, also lately, and I, that's probably not even how you pronounce her name would be probably my, my, my top three. If I was to meet, hang out and go thrifting and become instant friends. Like, um, Jessica and I are already friends, but shop Paula Joanna and Ocelately, and I have not really connected totally yet. And I, those, those two I would love to connect with so that, you know, we have a good correspondence going back and forth, but I think they're in different places in their life, and that's probably a lot of it. Thank you so much for listening to the first ever episode of The Reseller's Voice. I had a lot of fun recording this episode, and I'm really excited that next week we get to talk to Kat, the Boston Posher. Um, I had a really fun time um, chatting with her, so that will be released next week. And that's it for now. Ta-ta.